This is a shock podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Art of Beauty. I'm your host Yasmin yet again, and here at the Art of Beauty, we're talking about all things beauty: the industry, skin positivity, confidence, the hottest new releases, and more. I'm super excited to delve deeper into the extensive world that is beauty with you in each episode. So good to see you again. If you're returning, and if you're new here, happy to have you here. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things acne. Yay! <laughs> I know that we touched on it the first ever episode, but I really feel like there's just so much to talk about when it comes to acne, and I'm weirdly looking forward to sharing with you guys even more about my experience with it and what I did to clear it. And we'll obviously go into what it is and what causes it, but only a little bit. I kind of like to switch things up around here. We have some episodes that are more factual and heavy on the knowledge front, and then we have some episodes like this one that are more anecdotal. And touch more on my own experiences. Honestly, it just means less research for me and more speaking from the heart. And I love being able to talk about my own experiences. I guess in the hopes that whoever's listening to this benefits from knowing that they're not alone and how they feel and what they're going through. I'm here to give you variety, duh. So it's good to mix things up. Anyway, without further ado, let's get it. I know it's really weird to start off this way, but I'm just gonna put it out there that I'm having a good. Skin day, and literally the only reason why I'm saying that is really not to brag about it, but because I've been really stressed lately. And despite that, my skin isn't acting up against me as much as it normally would. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that I'm really grateful that it's not adding to my stress because your girl's really going through it at the moment. Sorry to sound really preachy in that, but I think it's good to practice gratitude just so we can start off the episode. Positively. So in the first episode, I touched very briefly on the way my acne made me feel and finding acceptance within myself of the skin issues I was having. The acne first came when I was 16, probably, and not only that, I was also dealing with bouts of eczema alongside it, and that was on my face and all over my body. So that was really confusing for my skin in general because not only was I dealing with essentially dry and itchy patches of skin because of my eczema, my skin. Type is actually on the oily side, and that's why I'm prone to acne. Initially, I had a very terrible understanding of what caused my acne and my eczema. And today, I'm just going to be talking about my acne rather than my eczema because I still have yet to find the answers behind why my eczema comes. So we're going to leave that out in this episode. We're just going to be focusing on my acne journey. I think there's a common misconception that acne is purely caused by just you not washing your face. Which is ridiculous because I have always been extremely diligent with my skincare and cleaning my makeup brushes and pillowcases and phone screens. So I felt like I did everything on the hygiene front. So I had to rule that one out completely. Over the years, I went to several dermatologists and estheticians, and I received varying reasons as to why my acne and eczema flared up. Like I said, I still have yet to find the conclusive answer behind my eczema, but for my acne, it was incredibly confusing. 
because all of these professionals couldn't really agree on what was up. Long story short, I am now with this amazing dermatologist and it's been a very happy and productive relationship of nearly two years. After having jumped from dermatologist to dermatologist, it's been really relieving to settle on one and stick to the plan that she's got for me. I know that seeing dermatologists and estheticians can be extremely expensive, so I'm not here to force you listeners to find one because it's the only way to quote unquote cure your acne. In fact, throughout the two years of my dermatologist, I only went regularly maybe for the first three months. And when I say regularly, I mean once every two weeks. My main aim for finding a dermatologist wasn't really to have her maintain my skin. I personally wanted to find out the root cause of my skin issues so that I could maintain it on my own in the long term and to learn about ingredients that will help me or ingredients that I should stay away from. It's about preventive action. So from my understanding, my acne specifically is derived from a combination of environmental, stress, and hormonal factors. Yes, that's a lot. I hate reminding myself of it, but that's the truth. The humidity here in Malaysia does nothing for my skin because I'm on the oily side. So I'm way more prone to getting my pores clogged because of how humid things are. Stress? Well, we've all got stuff on our plate, don't we? And with regards to the hormones, yeah, I think I knew that already as well when I was told. But basically, my dermatologist reassured me that cosmetic products, hygiene, and foods don't really play a part in causing my acne. Now, I'm gonna tell you guys what I ended up doing to help maintain my acne, but again, I'd like to remind you guys that this is what worked for me specifically. What works for me might not work for you, but of course, feel free to try it out. Firstly, I think it's important to state that I did not take, when I say take, I mean ingest, I did not ingest any medication. Nada. Not a single thing. My dermatologist said something to me that was actually really interesting. When I first arrived at her office, I did inquire about isotretinoin, or more commonly known as Roaccutane. Crash course on what isotretinoin is, if you don't know what it is, it decreases the size of the sebaceous glands in your skin. And the sebaceous glands are responsible for creating sebum, the oil in your skin that can clog pores and causes acne. When the sebum is controlled, your breakouts stop. Anyway, she pointed out to me that I shouldn't see isotretinoin as my first port of call because of the possible side effects, which at the time, I hadn't taken very seriously until she explained to me and I went away and did my own reading after that. For me specifically, the biggest side effect that jumped out at me was the mental health side effects, the possible mental health side effects. And honestly, I can't afford for that to happen. So um, reading more about the possible mental health side effects of isotretinoin was enough to scare me away from ever considering it again. Whereas prior to that, I was very casual about asking about it. When I went to visit my dermatologists, I was very upfront about wanting to try it. While my current dermatologist was probably the first person who told me that it's really something that I shouldn't consider until I run completely out of options. And I really appreciate her telling me that and being straight up with it because otherwise I would have probably fought to take isotretinoin. I had friends who took isotretinoin in low doses just to make their skin a bit smoother and they didn't have serious acne at all when they took it so I had assumed that it was safe for me to do the same which is absolutely not the case. 
So, just to reiterate what my dermatologist said to me, explore all other options before turning to isotretinoin. It is not a medication to be trifled with. I'm pretty sure I don't have to be a medical expert or a dermatologist to tell you that. So please discuss and prepare a thorough plan with your dermatologist before zeroing in on it. Because you might find that there are other options that end up working out for you, which it did for me. And we're going to get into that in a second. I tried different gel for a bit, and it contains adapalene, which is a topical retinoid, which works by affecting the growth of cells and decreasing swelling and inflammation. And it is often used in conjunction with a benzoyl peroxide. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but... I ended up using a benzoyl peroxide cleanser alongside that, and while I used these two in very low dosages, it burnt my skin so bad, and my skin ended up developing really bad photosensitivity for a while. So I stopped it altogether because, well, it really just didn't work out for me when I was going down that route, and there were lots of days where I woke up with a really puffy, swollen, red and itchy face because my skin just wasn't reacting well to the combination of the topical retinoid as well as a benzoyl peroxide cleanser that I was using. And looking back on it now, I should have stopped it when I first started, but I was of the mindset that, oh, you know, it'll take like a month or two to get used to. And it never did. So eventually, after two months, I gave up on it completely because I just wasn't seeing any results. And I'm also incredibly impatient. But not only that, the side effects on my face were very, very apparent. And it was not improving at all. From the multiple chats that I had with my dermatologist and the number of things that we tried out, I learned a lot about the kind of ingredients that were good for me. So stuff like salicylic acid to reduce sebum secretion on clogged pores and reduce inflammation and redness, centella asiatica for its antibacterial properties, hydration and reduced transepidermal water loss. Hello, Hiram. The only topical medication that I did end up using and have since weaned off of, I think that's really important to note, I don't use it anymore, is clindamycin, which is a topical antibiotic. And even so, I only put it onto the areas that was absolutely necessary and never used it more than twice a week. My savior at the end of the day was, and still is, the Inky List Salicylic Acid Cleanser. My skin loved it so much, and after a couple of months, I saw a huge change, and I was so pleased that it was a cleanser that didn't have any medication in it, and I could find it fairly easily. Other cleansers that I've tried and have loved are also the Youth to the People Superfood Cleanser, the CeraVe Foaming Facial Cleanser, and also the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Cleanser. So if you want any recommendations apart from the Inky List one, those are my favorites. But so far, the Inky List one has been the best for me because I don't need to get a separate salicylic acid serum. And the fact that it's a cleanser means it's a wash-off treatment, essentially, which is what works for me. And in terms of moisturizer, I would highly recommend the iUnique Centella Asiatica moisturizer. I think that's what it's called. I really like the Rovectin Lotus Water Cream as well. That's amazing. And if you can get your hands on the Ver gel cream. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but that is fantastic as well. And I feel like it works really well with the humidity here in Malaysia. Those are all my recommendations so far. 
I can't recommend any face masks or any serums to you because I don't use any. I don't particularly like face masks. I think personally, I haven't found one that's worked for me, whether it's a sheet mask or a wash off face mask. None of them work for me, unfortunately. So now that we're coming to a close, I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed recording this episode because I got a sense of relief just from talking about all of this. Kind of felt like a therapy session, except I'm sitting in a studio on my own, just talking to myself and looking at my computer. I really want to close this off by saying that what you're going through with your acne or any other skin concerns that you have is absolutely valid. The journey may well be a very long one it has been one for me and i'm still very much on it but you're not alone in that journey and i really want to reiterate that i wish i had more people to tell me that to my face instead of just staring at it or asking me what's wrong with it but i guess if i could turn back the clock and talk to my old self i'd tell her that you're doing great and whatever's on the outside shouldn't hurt you so much on the inside i know that It does, and it's very easy to say that, but the world's changing, and no one's really judging you as harshly as you judge yourself. And I strongly encourage you to keep persevering on your skin journey, no matter what stage of it you are at. I know that many people don't understand how detrimental acne can be to us on the emotional and mental front, but I'd like to continue empowering you to keep calm and carry on. While it's a rocky road and you're probably weathering a lot of internal storms when it comes to it, I promise you that it's not for forever. Anyway, hope you guys are good wherever you're listening to this. Until next time, stay safe and catch you soon. Bye!